Welcome everybody to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. Looks like looks like I'll be flying solo this time. Like I always say, go to CoachPots.com, sign up for that newsletter, and uh, send me your questions. Andy at CoachPots.com. We have two questions from two real people today. I hope you enjoy. And uh, thanks for sending those questions in there. So uh, Coach Potts coming at you. Enjoy yourselves. Home and Body Improvement Show, episode number 36. You gotta be kidding me. Home and Body Improvement Show without Ross? I'm alright with it. Where's the man himself? Anyway, uh, Ross should be here shortly. But welcome, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. We've got real questions from real listeners. Well, we've got real questions. I don't know if they actually listen to the show, but hopefully they do. I hope your week is going well. Man, Christmas is almost here, which is like amazing to me because. I don't know, 2020 just seems like the year that will never end, but we've got a vaccine, huh? You know, I like to talk about health in this home and, home and body, body improvement portion of the show. So it looks like the vaccine's finally rolling out. You know, I'm here in Chicago. It looks like it's making its way here. First to the healthcare workers, and God bless them, they definitely deserve it first. And after that, um, I guess that's a question you need to answer for yourself. They say in June, everyone should have access to a um, vaccine. Are you going to get the vaccine? Uh, I don't know if I am. I, I, I literally don't know if I am. It's not like me saying that's like a no, but I'm going to cushion it by saying, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, I feel like it's one of those things, too, that I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. And in terms of like risk, I'm probably pretty low on the uh, totem pole. Um, that could change. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with this pandemic? Who knows if another pandemic is going to spring up in 2021? But uh, nonetheless, uh, I'd rather other people get an opportunity to take this vaccine first. And then, um, you know, there's a couple left over and uh, I feel like it's absolutely necessary. I might get it. I'm not afraid of needles. I'm not a fan. But, you know, I guess that's another thing, too, is this time of year is uh, the flu shot, right? Do you normally get your flu shot? I'm 50-50. Uh, the one thing that was nice at the last job that I had was we would do a health screening every year. We would get our blood drawn, and then they'd give you your numbers. Uh, that was the first time I ever realized that I had a high, either I had high blood pressure or I think it was high blood pressure, high cholesterol, something like that. There's always like one thing that comes back, and I was like, hmm, I thought I was eating pretty good. What happened there? And I think it's the blood pressure, but I'm pretty sure high blood pressure runs in my family. Uh, I have yet to take medication to control it, uh, but I have done everything I can possibly uh, in terms of diet and exercise to um, take care of it. And I actually bought one of those blood pressure machines. And typically, I'm on the normal, maybe close to high range. Uh, You know, 120 over 80 is normal. 140 over 90 is considered hypertensive. Sometimes on the 120, sometimes the 130s. uh, Rarely over 140 these days, but um, I don't know. And I drink a lot of coffee, and I always thought maybe coffee had something to do with blood pressure, but they tell me it kind of doesn't, so who knows? Um, but another thing, too, is that those health screenings, you're supposed to fast for, I think it's at least 12 hours, and I was always kind of bad about doing that. So 
Um, learn from my mistakes, folks. If you're doing a health screening, make sure you fast so you get the proper numbers back. And then uh, I highly recommend, you know, should you have some sort of like, you know, marker that's off the uh, charts, if there's a medication for it, just take it. Might as well. Uh, there's no shame in that. But uh, if there's something you can also control with diet and exercise, um, I recommend starting with that first. Actually, I recommend starting with the, the medication first. Here's, you know, I, I didn't realize we we're getting into this discussion, but here we go. If you go to a doctor and they say you have perhaps, I don't know, high cholesterol, right? And they're saying right away, take this medication to help control your cholesterol. That is almost the first step you should do. Um, I think the first step you should do is change your mentality, but the first step, might as well, take the medication, whatever, and then proactively work towards lowering your cholesterol and other means. So get it under control first and then focus on diet, exercise, all that type of stuff, even though you could probably do it all at the same time. Uh, the, you, know, you don't want to be the person that's like, well, uh, I don't have high cholesterol. How do I know? Because uh, I take medication for it. It's like, well, then you do have high cholesterol. It's just controlled by medication. And, you know, cholesterol in and of itself, when it comes to these markers, um, they change. They change regularly. So they say, you know, you should be, uh, if you're so tall, you should be, you should weigh so much. If you, um, your cholesterol, your high blood pressure, I, there's a bunch of other ones, you know, your LDLs, HDLs, that's cholesterol. But like, and not, anyway, I, you're putting me on the spot and I don't like that. But all these other markers, um, they say, you know, the, the markers actually change. So like 20 years from now, who knows? They might not even look at those things. They might look at something else that they think is more indicative of a healthy, happy lifestyle. But um, whatever. Start with the medication if, you know, the doctor prescribes it. Meaning at that point, you're already in the deep end and you are drowning and they are throwing you a life raft, right? Uh, in order to get back to the shallow end, you're probably going to have to learn how to swim or, you know, eat and exercise, eat correctly and exercise. But... Um, you know, might as well use the life raft until you get to the shallow end. How's that for an analogy? Pretty good, coach. Thanks. Uh, oh, flu shot. I do it almost every other year. So during this health screenings at work, you know, we would get our blood drawn, blah, blah, blah. And then they would always offer a flu shot. And I usually do it like every other year. And I'm pretty sure, um, I don't want to say I get the, I get, I get sick once a year. And I usually get sick when the seasons change. So if, you know, when, uh, spring turns into summer, or I should say when winter turns into spring and when fall turns into winter, either one of those seasons, I typically, you know, who knows, I get the sniffles, I'm out for a day or two or three. You know, it's a great time for me to catch up on Ken Burns documentaries. Uh, I'm not the best uh, sick person in the world. I don't like being sick and I'm usually not. In fact, I have this morning drink that I will share with you that I take every single morning during the week, sometimes on the weekends. And it's a power potent, um, it's got everything I think you could possibly need in terms of like, you know, being healthy and stuff. Let me just list the ingredients and you tell me what you think. Um, I take BCAAs, I think I'm gonna get off the BCAAs though, branching amino acids. It's just one of those supplements that probably doesn't do too much. Um, in, addition, in addition to that, cayenne pepper, uh, lemon juice, cinnamon, honey, MCT oil, and wheatgrass, spirulina. I throw all of that into a cup. There might be one or two more. Uh, shake it up and drink it. Uh, it tastes horrible. Been doing it for a long time now, and I'll, I'll be damned if like 
Usually, if I ever get sick, I've usually missed one of those, but pretty much any day I've ever taken it, I usually, I don't know, I'm pretty pretty fortunate in the fact that I don't get sick very often, and I think a lot of it has to do with that, that morning drink. I, I take every, every single morning, at least Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekend, so, you know, taking care of your health, doing what you can do, that's what life's all about, um, and so is answering questions on a Home and Body Improvement Show, because Ross has yet to call me back, so... Uh, Whatever we answered, um, we answered a question from Stephanie last week. Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, appreciate you writing in, and uh, we have one from Kelly this week. Here we go. Uh, anyway, I've sp- and this was she wrote. Anyway, anyway, I spent uh, the th- the past three years doing nothing after having my baby. I'm 40 pounds overweight. I used to run a lot. Uh, I've started up again, and it's been nine weeks of workouts um, with just one to two days off each week. I've lowered my calorie intake and added more fruit and vegetables to my diet. I'm not afraid of cheeseburgers or pizza every so often. Uh, I've only lost four pounds, though. Is this normal? Can I expect a wow moment when I'll wake? When will I wake up and be skinny again? Thanks, Kelly. Uh, these are good questions. Well, this is a good question. Um, it sounds like I've put the time in and I'm expecting the results. Why haven't I got the results that I was looking for yet? Um, the truth is. You have to remember, I, I, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a, an out, let's say, when I say, um, well, you're getting older, and so things take a little bit longer. There is some truth to that, um, but also, in terms of gaining 40 pounds, you didn't gain 40 pounds in a week or a month or even two months. Um, typically, that happens over a long period of time. Um, in terms of, like... Um, you know, having a baby. I mean, think about it. It takes nine months and I don't know how many pounds you gain and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, your body's doing all these crazy things, adjusting uh, hormones, you know, breastfeeding, doing all this other crazy stuff. And then uh, exercise routine, you know, while chasing around a toddler and trying to, you know, take care of a husband who can't find his tie in the morning. Uh, a lot of stuff add, is added stress and cortisol is one of those reasons that our bodies tend to hang on to, um, to fat, extra fat, let's say. Um, and so it's one of those things too, where you know we we're not we're not children anymore. We're not teenagers. We can't just all of a sudden decide to go run and, and then lose ten pounds that day, and then um, you know go back to eating cheeseburgers and donuts and and slices of cake. So being a little bit older, having to deal with a lot more um, happy lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, uh, it's not going to happen as quickly as you might assume it would. But for somebody who is, in my opinion, my opinion, Kelly, is that you're kind of ballparking it, you might want to try and get a little bit more exact. And one thing that I have my clients do for the first week that we're working together is a food journal. So it doesn't have to be meticulous. Um, you can use an app if you want, but I usually graduate them to the app because I find if you just write it down on pen and paper, like even if you just had like a little notebook on by the side of your bed and before you shut the lights off, you wrote down what you ate that day, um, it helps open your eyes at least a little bit because you'll be surprised at how many things you're actually putting in your mouth without even thinking about it. You know, sometimes walking by that office desk and there's that plate of candy and, and you have, you know, you know, whatever, two or three pieces of candy and all of a sudden that's, you know, 90 extra calories that you didn't even realize, right? And when we talk about losing weight, um, you know, 3,500 calories is a pound, blah, blah, blah. You want to be in a deficit of about 500 calories a day if we're trying to lose weight. You know, 90 calories here, 90 calories there. That can really stop you from, you know, consistently losing weight. 
So a food journal is an excellent idea, and I highly recommend um, you keep one. And in terms of like, if you're gonna show it to anybody else, you know, I tell you, if, if you have, you know, it could be a handful of nuts and, and seeds, right? It could be a, uh, you know, small, medium, large in terms of, you know, the amount of fries you had for lunch or whatever, even though you probably should be eating fries. But, you know, that type of thing. Just get a general idea of what it is exactly you're eating and um, start start going toward the mindfulness, meaning you actually are aware of everything that you're putting in your system, right? Uh, second to that, you know, exercise. If you are running, um, you may be thinking that you're burning, you know, six, seven, eight hundred calories. Uh, in actuality, you may be burning three, four, five hundred. Uh, so I always tell everybody, underestimate on the exercise, overestimate on the calories. And um, after that, you want to work towards a 500, maybe a thousand calorie a day deficit. Meaning, you know, if you burn you know, 2,200 calories that day, you probably should be consuming somewhere between 1,200 and 1,700 calories. And I know 1,200 doesn't seem like a lot and 1,700 probably doesn't seem like a lot either. But in order to lose weight, you have to burn more calories than you consume. Um, and then after that, it's just lifestyle stuff. So if you're under a lot of stress or not getting a lot of sleep or, you know, you name it, um, your body's not going to want to lose the weight. It just has a tendency to hang on to it. So, you know, that's why, you know, well, do you get things that you wouldn't normally think about, but like meditation, yoga, some extra stretching, um, you know, turning the TV off late at night uh, so your eyes aren't, your mind's not overactive and you get a good night's sleep, uh, trying to rest for at least six, seven, you know, hopefully eight hours a night of uninterrupted sleep, you know, sleeping in a completely dark room, all that type of stuff will help your body function the way it's supposed to. So, you know, is it normal that you're not getting back to your goal weight as soon as you would like? Yeah, because when we're older, we have to deal with a lot of stuff, but give it a shot. Write down what you're eating for about a week, and I say a week because a lot of times the weekdays are different than the weekends, you know? It seems like on the you know the weekdays, we have a little bit more of a schedule, probably, you know, be a little bit more consistent weekends. Who knows, you may have think you've earned, you know, a. Uh, uh, a couple slices of pizza or something like that and all of a sudden you know you found out that during the week you were actually eating more than you thought and then on the weekend you were actually doing more damage than you thought and then by the end of the week instead of having you know somewhere between a 3,500 and 7,000 calorie um, deficit you're actually not burning any more than you're consuming and that's why you're hanging out to weight so um, everything else in terms of just pure weight loss um, you know they're saying calories don't count I don't believe that for a second I think calories do count I know calories do count so uh, just be mindful of what you're eating and uh, give it a shot. Give it a shot for a week, you know, and if you see some glaring holes like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was eating dessert three times a week. Maybe I should cut it back to one. Or I didn't realize I was, you know, eating such a big breakfast. I thought, you know, or, or a big dinner and maybe I could, you know, cut back a little bit. Uh, that type of stuff or just like little bit, you know, tips here and there that could probably help with what's going on. So, Good luck with that. Send me an email or whatever. Um, keep me updated because I like to hear about that type of stuff. I'd like to hear, honestly, like Kelly, Andy, you, you, I'd like you to say, Andy, you, you changed my life and uh, I want you to be my trainer forever because uh, you're amazing. But nonetheless, just keep me updated. I'd like to hear about that. Uh, great. We got one from Natasha. Oh, this is a good one. Um, she has a quick question. Her husband and she, I hope that's right. Um, are building a home garage gym, all Rogue brand. What tips do you have for layout and proper design? Thanks. Um, that's a, everyone's building a home gym these days. 
Now, if they're building a Rogue home gym, it means they're probably serious about lifting. Rogue is one of those brands that kind of got closely linked with CrossFit. So a lot of barbell exercises, bumper plates, um, you know, boxes for jumping, rowers, uh, medicine balls. That's what the kind of stuff that Rogue is known for. And the reason they're known for it is because before they came along, there was companies like Perform Better, and I'm trying to think of um, you know, some of the, the I'm trying to think of some of the brands that would sell the equipment, and it was like literally outrageous. It just wasn't very consumer friendly. Um, it was either commercial grade or when they were selling it to you know the consumer. It was just like, for instance, you could get something at Rogue that was probably you know just as good, if not better, in half the price. So they managed to undercut them. They managed to make like you know fitness equipment simpler. Like I'm, I'm not joking. There was like for example, it'd be great. Like you could buy a lacrosse ball. Uh, yeah, you could probably go to a field that has lacrosse and just steal a ball, but nonetheless, a lacrosse ball would cost, I don't know, a buck or two, and then you would go, and it's great for what they call, you know, myofascial release, which is essentially giving yourself a massage, right? Use the ball and rub it on all the tight muscles and et cetera and so forth. But then you could go to perform their perform better the catalog, and they would sell you a lacrosse ball for 10 bucks. You're like, this is a lacrosse ball, and they would just call it a massage ball. So that's kind of how the industry was you know, when I was first getting started, let's say, you know, almost 15, 20 years ago, and now brands like, you know, Rogue came along and they kind of undercut everyone. Now, Rogue is kind of like the premium brand that everyone looks for, and there's other places, um, like Titan Fitness is one, um, Rep is another. You know, they're selling a lot of barbells, benches, and stuff like that, and trying to undercut Rogue, so uh, it's all cyclical in a way. But uh, in terms of layout, you want to find uh, multifunctional machines that can be put away. So, like for instance, I bought a, um, I set up my training studio, and all the equipment I bought can either be put against the wall or up on a shelf. So I bought a folding rack, meaning it's a squat rack, but I can actually take the pins out and fold it up against the wall so it doesn't take up that much space. You know, I bought a rower, which can be put upright and stored in a corner. Um, these are things you wanna consider when having a home gym because, you know, if it's at home, it's a good chance it's in, you know, your basement or in your garage and there's other things you're gonna be doing in that space. Um, so in terms of layout, you know, that's another thing too. One of the things that I have at my home, not at my gym, that I really, really like um, is the Bowflex adjustable dumbbells. And I also have the Bowflex um, adjustable easy curl and straight bars, the uh, 2080 series. Uh, they were kind of expensive. Uh, and in fact, I'm selling some because I happen to have an extra pair. But uh, these adjustable dumbbells go from five pounds to 52 pounds. And they literally are the size of one dumbbell. So that's like a multi-functional, Instead of having 10 sets of dumbbells, I got one set of dumbbells that serves, that, that serves the same purpose. I mean, that's perfect for the home gym. Uh, same thing with the barbell, the 2080 Bowflex barbell. Um, it's instead of having you know five different easy curl bars or having weights that I got to put on and off, um, I can just use this adjustable barbell slash easy curl bar and um, uh, it just saves a lot of space. I also have a folding bench that saves a lot of space. Uh, look for stuff that folds, look for stuff that can be easily um, stored, and look for stuff that can go on a shelf because you don't want it to um, take up too much space. My dogs are driving me nuts. Give me, give me this, give me this, give me, give me, let go, drop it. Um, another thing too with Rogues, they'll, they'll sell package deals, uh, meaning like, They'll have like, you know, one person gym, two person gym. Um, 
you could buy the equipment separate or you could buy one of their package deals. You'll save some money that way. And another thing too is um, when assembling a home gym, I highly recommend looking at secondary marketplaces like Facebook Marketplace, uh, OfferUp is another app I like, and so is Craigslist is another um, um, place that you can look for equipment. And um, another thing too, it's hard to describe obviously via podcast, but the way I set up my gym was I looked at Pinterest and I even Googled like garage gym and just clicked on um, photos or images or whatever it says. And I looked at all these different places and then just got ideas, you know? Um, so picking up stuff like that, just picking up ideas here and there. I built a pallet wall and it was because I saw a picture of a gym that had a pallet wall and I was like, mm, I want one of those. So uh, looking at different places like that. Um, but again, look for stuff that can be easily stored um, like barbells for instance buy a vertical barbell or barbell holder you can hang it on the wall and it's completely out of the way um, you know and, and flooring is another issue too and that's probably the number one question I get in terms of a home gym because a lot of people you know don't think about that and then all of a sudden they're gonna buy um, flooring and they go to buy it and it's like crazy expensive if you're gonna put a home gym in, I highly recommend, you're, at some point you're gonna have to get rubber mats. Uh, that's just a fact. You don't wanna work out on concrete and you don't wanna work out, even on wood floor, um, especially if you're lifting heavy objects, you're gonna want rubber mats. Look up stall mats, as in like literally a horse stall. Um, those are pretty cheap options that are perfectly fine to use for gym floors. Uh, you can look up Tractor Supply. I think there's even a website called Tractor Supply, something like that. Um, and then expect to pay about at least 40, 50 bucks. If you try to order gym flooring, it's usually about twice as much. So some are like, you know, 80, 90. Sometimes they're selling for $100 for a four by six uh, sheet of rubber, uh, heavy duty rubber. Um, you need a, you know, at least a half inch, maybe three quarter uh, inch thick and four by six sheets, get a couple of those. I mean, it just makes all the difference in the world. It makes it feel like a gym, right? So, you know, and you're gonna have to protect your flooring too, especially if it's at home, but you don't need to buy heavy duty, et cetera, gym flooring. Look for stall mats, it's the same exact thing. Um, there's a guy that was selling them on Craigslist for, I mean, excuse me, Facebook Marketplace for 45 bucks a sheet, and I bought, uh, I forget, I think like, like 16 of them, something like that, but anyway, my entire gym is outfitted with you know, $45 sheets when I probably would have paid at least 80 or $90 for gym flooring. So uh, that's another great tip. But uh, these are general questions and I hopefully I uh, got a little bit uh, specific, but any questions at all are always appreciated. Uh, still waiting for Ross to call. Doesn't look like that's gonna happen. So we're gonna give this one a hard wrap. Um, I will be doing a podcast next week. It will be uh, Christmas time. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But uh, if you haven't yet, go to CoachPots.com. Sign up for that newsletter. That's how I get out all my announcements. Uh, sorry the newsletter was a little late this week. But um, that's just how life goes sometimes. And uh, continue to send me your questions. Andy at CoachPots.com. I'll do my best to answer them. As you can tell, I love answering questions and just pretty much talking in general. So no questions too stupid. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be about fitness, you know. If it's, if it's like really dumb, I'll even read it on the air. We'll make fun of you. We'll all have a good laugh and we'll move on. And if it's about fitness, who knows? Maybe people will, something will learn. Somebody will learn something from you. But uh, wish me luck. I just bought a, a used piece of Kaiser functional equipment and I'm going to install it in my gym tomorrow. And uh, it's, a, it's a nightmare thus far. That's why I wish Ross was here. I was going to ask him about air compressors. But uh, until next time, folks, take care. Enjoy yourselves. If I see you next week, great. If not, Merry Christmas to you and yours. I'm out of here.